Hi folks and welcome to the Menopause Mindset Podcast with me, your host Sally Garozzo. So last week was a big, big week in the world of menopause and mental health. Firstly, it was Mental Health Awareness Week and here in the UK, one of our brilliant TV presenters, Davina McColl, aired a programme on Channel 4 called Sex, Myths and Menopause. And since then, No joke, the subject of menopause has just exploded on social media. Honestly, I can't tell you, I have seen so many conversations around menopause in various different groups that are really nothing to do with menopause, but people are starting to talk as a result of that program. And I just feel so grateful that she felt it possible to really use her profile to stand up and stand out and talk about the subject of menopause and raise awareness of menopause, which seems to have been a little bit disregarded in the past. But, you know, I can feel now that the tide is turning. Things are changing. I'm having so many more conversations around the menopause. Women want to know what their options are. Women want to know what they can do to help themselves, to support themselves. And so I'm just thrilled with that. And the subject of mental health really does tie in with the menopause. So last week was Mental Health Awareness Week with the subject being around nature and getting out in nature is a fantastic source of replenishment and it really helps to revitalise us really helps our mental health. Um, I, on Sunday, went into the Bluebell Woods at Arlington, which was absolutely gorgeous. It's a protected forest. You can just feel the specialness and the energy. And if you go onto my Instagram, you will see a beautiful video that I created um, of that you can just really sense into the silence and the magicalness, the way that nature is really speaking on the camera. I hope you get a sense of that. So go ahead and check that out. So mental health, menopause, it's all really, really connected. And I'm just so glad that Mental Health Awareness Week exists because we do need to talk about it. It's so important, just like our physical health. It helps when we know more about our mental health and how to look after it. It really helps our quality of life. But anyway, let's dive into this episode around the placebo effect. I hope you're going to enjoy it. I really enjoyed creating it. And if you've got any questions about the content, then just shout. Welcome to the Menopause Mindset Podcast with me, your host, Sally Garozzo. I'm a rapid transformational therapist, a menopause mindset coach, and the founder of the Sleep Superpower Academy. So this is the place to be to get some answers and to feel supported along this very bumpy journey. It's my mission to help peri to postmenopausal women go from feeling anxious, alone and confused to feeling positive, informed and connected. Not only about their health, but about their relationship well-being and their career fulfillment too. Yes, you can have it all. So even though you might be at your wits end right now, your menopause and your whole midlife transition has the power to be so transformative that it can actually turn out to be one of the best times in your life. So thank you so much for spending the next part of your day with me. Now let's dive in. Um, Okay, so today we're talking about the placebo effect and how understanding the placebo effect a little bit more can help you with your menopause symptoms. So first, let's take a look at what the placebo effect is, and then I can give you some tips on how you can use it in your own life 
to help with menopause symptoms or actually anything else. So the placebo effect is known as, also known as the placebo response. And it's an incredible response in the body um, and brain, actually, where the body and brain responds positively to a fake treatment based on an expectation that you have. So you might have been told how it's going to work. You might have been told that it's going to stimulate you or you might have been told that it's going to relax you. So in the case of stimulating you, you may have the effect, it may have the effect on you of accelerating your heart rate or increasing your blood pressure or mobilizing you a bit more. In the case of relaxing you, it might help you to sleep better or decrease your heart rate or relax your nervous system a bit more. So there is actually real molecular change. It's not just in the mind. And as David Hamilton says, no longer can the placebo effect be dismissed as a figment of people's imagination, which I think is pretty incredible. So in his book, he refers to a study where brain scans have now shown that taking a placebo in place of Prozac affects most of the same brain areas as the actual drug itself. That's pretty amazing. And even though it's not an identical response, the change is very significant and shouldn't be dismissed as psychosomatic or just all in the mind. So in David Hamilton's book, um, How Your Mind Can Heal Your Body, he has got many, many examples of um, how the placebo effect has worked in scientific studies, which you are free to go and read and research as much as you want to. But what I want to talk about is the idea of belief, conditioning and expectation, because this is how we can apply it in our own lives, especially when we're talking about menopause, menopausal symptoms and mental health, because we know that mental health and menopause, mental health at menopause begins to suffer. So this idea of belief conditioning and expectations of how we respond to an expectation is really quite fascinating. So belief is what makes the placebo effect work. And that's how RTT works as well, the treatment that I do, rapid transformational therapy. And that's how, you know, hands-on healing works. If you've ever seen that guy in Brazil that lays his hands on people and they just have this spontaneous recovery. So if you believe that you literally have the hands of God on you, healing you, you are going to get an instant healing. That is the power of belief. So when this doubt, when this negativity creeps in and we begin to sabotage the treatment, that's what happens when doubt and negativity creeps in. And I see this sometimes in some of my own clients where um, they might not have a great response in the first session. Maybe they've had a particular condition or like an eating disorder or something that they really identify with. They've had it for a long, long, long time or insomnia that they've had for like 5, 10, 15 or even 40 years. It's so ingrained into their identity that they just don't believe you know, they've tried everything. They just don't believe that they can be any different. They believe that, that that's the way that it is for them. So in RTT, we have to do another session. RTT is done under hypnosis, if you didn't already know that. We have to do another session because then we have to talk to that defiant 
part of themselves, that resistant part of themselves that doesn't actually want to be optimistic about change. So um, let's talk about conditioning. Conditioning is quite interesting as well. So in his book, David Hamilton talks about this idea of boosting the placebo. So patients were given a drug for, say, pain relief or hay fever, so like um, an immune suppressant or something. And then unbeknownst to them, two weeks into the trial, the drug was swapped over over for a placebo. And what they found was that their body took over from the drug, producing the same chemicals. Okay, no, let me correct that. Very similar chemicals to that of the drug. I find that amazing that your body and brain has this capacity to to produce similar, if not better, you know, body identical chemicals that are sort of doing the same thing. It's like this hand-holding approach. You know, the drug sort of goes in and then the body does this pattern match. It's pretty amazing, really. And it goes back to that thing that I said last week about Dawson Church, who said, each of us holds the key to a pharmacy containing a dazzling array of healing compounds. Our brains are themselves generating drugs similar to those that the doctor are prescribing for us, the doctor is prescribing for us. So this is fascinating and it really gives us so much empowerment. No longer do we need to be at the mercy of our changing body, but it means that we do have agency to positively affect our bodies and possibly even elevate our sex hormones back up. Now, I know that is a really radical thing to say, and as yet, I don't think there is any scientific evidence that that is possible, but why not? Let's just think outside the box for a moment. Let's just think of the possibilities. If we can increase our muscle strength, if we can grow nerves back, if we can repair damaged tissue, why can't we positively affect our our hormones? You know, visualization. We know that visualization affects our neuropeptides and neuropeptides are, you know, to do with hormones, you know, uh, oxytocin is a neuropeptide, which is a hormone. So we need to think wider. We need to think of the possibilities. Why is it not possible? Why would it not be possible for us to elevate our own sex hormones back up? It's important to have hope. It's important to think outside the box. It's important to think wider because if you've got no hope, what have you got? (laughs) And this brings me to my next point. One of the other things that Hamilton says and points out is to do with the power of optimism. So, and I quote from his book, between 2005 and 2007, scientists at the University of Toledo compared responses of optimists and pessimists to placebos. So over a series of experiments, they gave optimists and pessimists a placebo and told them that it would make them feel unwell. The pessimists responded more and felt more unwell than the optimists. Interesting. Then the scientists gave the optimists and pessimists placebo sleep treatment and told them it would make them sleep better. This time that the optimists responded more and slept better than the pessimists. 
Optimists are more likely to benefit from something that's going to make them better, while pessimists are more likely to respond to something that's supposed to make them worse. Your attitude is everything. That's page 29, how your mind can heal your body. Um, yeah, your attitude, your attitude is everything. Your attitude can affect how well a drug is going to work, how well a treatment is going to work. Your attitude can affect, you know, acupuncture, hypnosis. It can affect how food is going to respond in your body. It can affect how exercise is going to respond, can affect everything. This is huge because our positive or negative attitude as well usually comes from our upbringing, usually comes from our parents, usually comes from our caregivers when we're younger. My dad had a really, really positive attitude to life. And, you know, my dad left Sicily when he was 33, didn't have a pot to put in, drove all the way to the UK because he wanted to be a motorcycle racer, believed he could do it. You know, my dad's um, father died at a young age and he came over to the UK, didn't make it in motorcycle racing, but set up a shop selling motorbikes without speaking the language and just had this exuberant positive energy. He's 84. He still rides his motorbikes and he has the most positive attitude I've ever seen in a person. Um, his cup is always half full. No, he's, he's not perfect, obviously. Um, so I really do believe that our, our attitude comes from our caregivers way back when, but it also comes from our culture. And I think the interesting thing to recognize in all of this is that it's not ours. So if we have taken on a negative attitude or a pessimistic attitude, we can recognize that it's not ours and we are free to choose to change our attitude according to what we choose to believe is possible. And when you read books like this, and all the other amazing books out there, The Genie in Your Genes and Joe Dispenza, you recognise that there's so much the medical profession don't know yet, even though they're catching up. And we, in the information age, ignorance is a choice. So I think this is how the placebo effects can really help our menopause, mainly with our attitude. But I'm going to take a little deeper look at this in a minute. I'm just popping in to let you know about how Rapid Transformational Therapy supports people going through the menopause. I know it might not be the obvious choice to have hypnosis, because when it comes to the menopause, most people think of HRT or diet and lifestyle or supplements. And while most of these things are a major part of our transition, so is doing the deep inner emotional work. When estrogen levels drop, so does our ability to keep it all together. As a result of lowering estrogen, we can often fall into a bed of self-loathing and fear, causing many symptoms like insomnia, anxiety and palpitations. But what if all those dark feelings had been there for years already, simply buried under a sea of estrogen? The people who come to me for RTT often find that by healing the deep-rooted emotional wounds, their menopausal symptoms diminish naturally, almost as a side effect. 
And this is because their body and mind can finally let go and they can learn to fall in love with themselves and the world around them. RTT is a powerful and transformational two to three hour process done under hypnosis, which is designed to give you freedom from unhelpful childhood programming, which might be holding you back from acquiring deep levels of self-love and self-acceptance, which are so needed to move through the menopause transition safely. To learn more about RTT and working with me, simply go to sallygarozzo.com forward slash RTT and the link will be in the show notes. Grace, you've said so true. When I run out of my inhaler and have difficulty breathing, I use the empty one as a placebo as I know there's still traces of the drug in the inhaler. P.S. I'm an optimist. Brilliant, Grace. Um, P.S. This is when I'm out and about and don't have the spare. Yeah, yeah, amazing. I love that. So we can all learn from that, Grace. Um, Okay, so let's look at how we can use the placebo effect to positively affect our menopause. So first of all, I think it's really important that you are hugely discerning about who you take information from especially people who hold a certain amount of authority because their opinions may become part of your belief system. We know that women who are, you know, 35 or edging towards 40 who have been told that they are geriatric when it comes to getting pregnant, we know that they end up forming a belief that actually stops them from getting pregnant. And actually, I'm working with somebody around this issue, um, infertility, unexplained infertility. Actually, no, it is explained, this particular infertility. But um, there's, it's so interesting when it comes to fertility. And fertility and menopause, quite similar in their vibration, in in their essence. So we as therapists then have to come along and undo all of that damage, all of those sort of unpick all of those beliefs that people in authority, particularly doctors, are giving their patients. Um, If there are any doctors watching this, I would love to know what you think. I think uh, I have a lot of doctors in my sphere here who are very forward thinking about this whole idea of how your mind affects your body and the placebo effect. We also know that cancer symptoms can, in a lot of cases, start to get worse after diagnosis as well, which also shows there's a correlation about, you know, how the mind is working and what we are told. So my advice, if you want it, is to just be careful about who you take information from and look for the most positive doctors, the most positive menopause sympathetic doctors, the most positive gynecologists, people who really understand the mind-body connection because that's going to help you get better and that's going to help you get the treatment that you need. So I want to talk about conditioning and menopause and HRT. This is a bit more challenging because what we're talking about here is swapping HRT for a placebo. And what we would need is for someone to do that for us on the sly, 
without us knowing. <laughs> and, that, you know, you've got to be part of a scientific trial. You can't just get your mate to do it for you because there could be, or your partner, there could be implications. So there is something very interesting that I wanted to talk to you about, which I came across with hay fever. And I'm just literally thinking out loud here. But I wonder if it could work with menopausal symptoms and HRT. So with hay fever, what you would do is someone that's got debilitating hay fever, you get them to take an antihistamine. Then you would get them to take some lavender oil and pop some on the hands and sniff, really breathe it in and do that whilst the um, antihistamine is kicking in. And then eventually you would start over the course of, you know, the week, the days, you would then start to reduce the dose of antihistamine, but continue sniffing the lavender. So there becomes an association between the antihistamine working and the lavender, the olfactory scent. And then the theory is you would only then need to sniff the lavender oil to get the same effect as the antihistamine because the body would have pattern matched it. Now, I'm not an aromatherapist, but if there are any aromatherapists here watching, it might be interesting for you to contribute to this conversation and let us know how you think that works um, in terms of the olfactory system, because I know that the olfactory system is pretty powerful and quite understudied as well. So I'm wondering if something similar could be done with HRT and clary sage, which has been known to help with hormones and menopause symptoms. Totally pie in the sky, totally throwing it out there, totally don't know if it's going to work or not, but let's think outside the box. Maybe if you know a, a, a doctor or somebody that does research, maybe we could uh, we could do that. <laughs> TJ, you've said I cured my sleeping issues with smell. So yeah, what did you use, TJ? Was it lavender? Was it vetiver? What else did, what um, aroma did you use? It'd be really interesting to know. Because you can get those sleep sprays, can't you, which are really helpful. But it's how you use them. It's the belief behind how you're using these things that I think makes them work, like crystals as well. It's not just the fact that the, the crystal is um, earth energy and the earth and the, you, get, you get the negative ions when you hold a crystal. There's something around belief as well. TJ, you've said, I think it just needs to be something that you don't encounter regularly in your day. I'm not 100% sure what you mean by that. Can you clarify? Cool. So the thing that I am most interested in is the power of optimism and how we respond to an expectation. And that's why I've created these new hypnosis recordings for some of the most debilitating symptoms for menopause, because they enable you to lock onto positive and helpful ideas, images and expectations, which your mind and brain can then translate into your body. It's like a coding. It goes from your brain into your body. Your brain gets the message. It goes, oh, okay, we know what's expected then it sends that coding somehow through this amazing network of intelligence into your body and then your body responds. So when you hear something often enough, like, for example, every day your temperature is regulating more and more, you are becoming cooler and cooler at nighttime, 
you are you have these phenomenal coping skills if ever you get if ever you experience a warmer moment in your life you just equate it with relaxation and you know it's easy for you to pass through your body when you start to tell your mind these things your mind then begins to tell it to you back and you end up in this virtuous cycle of positive expectation positive belief rather than a destructive negative cycle where you just become more and more and more and more depressed, out of alignment, sick, ill, you know, your immune system turns in on itself, your hormones dysregulate, your nervous system dysregulates, and it's just not good. So this is really about the mind because your mind always does what it's told. Your mind always responds to expectations. If you expect the worst, you get the worst. If you expect to feel good, you will feel good, as in that Toledo study mentioned before about the the pessimists get worse and the optimists get better. So TJ, you've said the smell you should use should be something you don't just smell casually in your day. I actually grow lavender, so that one didn't work for me because I smell it all the time. Interesting. So, so it's got to be something unique. It's got to be something that you don't smell every day, not an everyday smell. So one of those like maybe like a pine or like if you don't live in Alpine, um, if you don't live in an Alpine town, like an unusual sort of Alpine tree would be good, I suppose, like Norwegian fern. What do they call it? Norwegian fern or something. So I just wanted to read you this. It's, I love this, it says, the placebo effect is part of the human potential to act positive to a healer. A patient's distress may be relieved by something for which there is no medical basis. For example, when you put a band-aid on a child, it can actually make them feel cared for, it can make them feel supported, and they can actually believe that it's doing something really good for them. Okay, folks, well, that is the end of today's podcast episode, all on the placebo effect. I'd love to know your thoughts if you have any. And for those of you who don't know, I do have a collection of hypnosis recordings specifically designed for menopausal symptoms. Um, If you head on over to sallygarozzo.com forward slash shop, you will find I've got one for hot flushes, one for brain fog, and one for raising your libido as well. So those work using the placebo effect and also using the immense power of the subconscious mind. So all you do is listen to your chosen recording for 30 days straight and watch the effects unfold. Remember, if you're liking these podcasts and you really believe in getting the word out there about menopause health, then please do subscribe and leave a review too. It just means that we get to reach out to people who might need to hear this message. And happy people means a happier world. Your interaction might very well help to save another person's sanity or even their life. And if you'd like to reach out to me directly and ask me a question, my Instagram account is at Sally Garozzo Mind Mentor. Or of course, you can send me an email info at I'll see you next week. Bye for now.